guys. Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Are we good? Any feedback is encouraged. <laughs> Are we good? Okay, good. Great. This is our first late night that's a retrograde. Yeah. It's going to get sexy in here, you guys. It's going to get ready? weird and it's going to get sexy. You guys don't seem ready. Be ready. Okay, good. Uh, super moon, what? Has everyone written down their things they want to release and burned it outside like the witches that we all are? Gonna need you guys to give me a little more feedback. I'm gonna do a lot of crowd work. Need some love back from you guys. Full moon releases, yes or nay? Don't believe you guys. I don't believe it. We'll get to more of that in a moment. And uh, to celebrate the moon, we have the founder of Moon Juice here. Hey. What? Incredible. We're so, so excited for that. Um, but before we get into the show, we like to always have one of our musically inclined friends come and sing our theme song live. So tonight we have a dear friend of mine. We've known each other forever since high school and before that. And he is the lead singer of a band called Small Pools, which you guys can put, like look it up on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or whatever millennials do. Um, you guys, please put your hands together for Sean Scanlon. Thank you. All right, it seems to be dialed in. We're just gonna, just gonna go for it. Oh, this care lemonade, USDA organic made. Is someone in your life throwing shade? May I suggest holding this jade? <laughs> your Instagram says you meditate. So let's be friends, no haterade, loving life, learning and getting laid. Oh, yeah, that's be retrograde. Oh, yeah, that's so retrograde. Oh, yeah, that's so retrograde. Oh, oh, oh yeah. the late night version. Thank you. Wow. Be Sean, still you my lines. My goodness. Somebody fuck him. Damn. That was beautiful. Thank you <laughs> so much. Are you single? Loosely. Whatever. He's in a band. It doesn't matter. They're all single, you know? Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure you are. All musicians in Los Angeles are ready to settle down. <laughs> you guys, well, officially, <laughs> let's welcome you to the live late night That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Stephanie. Who here has been to a live recording of ours before? Yeah, woo, some repeat Super fans on the super moon. Uh, who here has listened to the podcast? <laughs> Amazing. So for those of you who have not, we're a wellness podcast. We're exploring your well-being. We're talking about mind, body, spirit. Your bowels. All the things, right? Um, <laughs> when it comes to mind, body, spirit, I feel like this past week was a little tough. A little tough. A little bit of a challenge. Heart um, on the floor. I don't know about anyone else. Yes? Right? Tough. I would say we did uh, an episode about the election. I don't know if any of you got caught it. We had the lovely Sarah Silverman joining us to talk about consciousness throughout this year's election. Mm -hmm. What we did not entertain, entertain whatsoever was the, the outcome. outcome. <laughs> so. Never once considered that could be a possibility. And we talked to our astrologer about it. She didn't predict it. We talked to our medium about it. He didn't predict it. The news media didn't predict it. So sometimes life throws you curl curveballs. Yeah. What a lesson. Swerve, you know. What a lesson. So um, <laughs> I guess 
as it's been just the general consciousness has been kind of under some duress. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about everyone here, but I think the one thing that we can come to the conclusion of is that we need to be kind to one another and be be good. Be be hold ourselves to a level in which we can be proud of so that we can go out into the world and do the same. So I think let's all just say hi to someone sitting near you that you don't know. Yeah. Shake hands, give like a hug. Give some love to a stranger. Not stranger, but or even someone that you know. Or even someone that you know. Just say hi again. And also just, you know, obviously we, a lot of us in this room aren't happy with what's going on on the larger world scale. But I think what's important about us being here and having Amanda as our guest is that the one thing that we can control is ourselves and what we interact with and how we engage with the world and each other and what we put into our bodies and our minds and how we can enter the world from an elevated state so that we can create love and change. And so I just want to say, like, I'm so happy you guys are all here and just trying to elevate that consciousness so we can be better for the greater good. So fuck yeah. Amen. So without further ado, well, actually, before what? we get to the interview, I feel like we should, we are a wellness, well-being podcast. Yes. Why don't we talk about where we're at in our own journeys? <laughs> Love that. We have it written down on here. I didn't just come up with that. So Ed mentioned <laughs> it's the full super moon in Taurus. It actually was this morning Pacific time at 5:33 a.m. So like kind of was yesterday, kind of was today. Doesn't really matter. It's just nice to like feel it's the still energy, in the air. feel the vibes and you know, see something beautiful outside. So that's lovely. What's going on in your wellness world, so Elizabeth? Or do you want to tell us about the moon? I want to talk a little bit okay. about the moon. I went to a as a wellness date with myself on Saturday night, I went to our dear astrologer Ambi Systems sound bath for the full moon at Wanderlust. Have any of you guys checked out Wanderlust? Beautiful place, wonderful place, highly recommend. Um, and so it's a full moon in Taurus, which governs self-esteem, values, and our relation to finances. income and finances. But one takeaway that I found really helpful and something really interesting to ponder while we're feeling this collective consciousness of unsuredness is reflecting on our values and like what is important to us in the world so then we can then go on and reflect that forward. So a fun little exercise that I might suggest to everybody uh, tonight because of this beautiful moon we have, but you can really do it anytime that you're moved to do so, is maybe just reflect on like, what are my values? Why might I be feeling a little bit shaken by what's going on in the world? And reflecting on what maybe those blocks might be for us to live true to those values and then write those down, burn them, smoke a joint, do whatever you want to do, and uh, you'll feel great. I love that. That's my little wellness prescription for you all. That's great. Tell me about where you're at, Steph. Well, I bought a yoni egg. Who knows what that is? <laughs> Amanda taught us what that was, actually. I had never heard about it until I met Amanda, who apparently lives with it inside of her. And <laughs> um, it's, okay, so if you don't know, it's a crystal egg that you just pop inside your yoni, a.k.a. your pussy vagina for those older than 30. And uh, it's all about, like, connecting to yourself and, like, self-care and really focusing on what you need and doing these exercises to, like, channel your own energy. Just, like, it's just all about you and your space. And I just have to say, like, as a comedian and actress and host in Los Angeles, I just don't do enough things for me. So I needed one more thing to make it all about myself. So I'm looking forward calling in some dick. All right. Um, that's what it's about, right? Not really. Okay. For me, it's a dick is a spiritual experience. Okay. Um, Lucky. I'm a Scorpio. All right. Let's get this started before I say more things I'll regret. Uh, without further ado, you guys, Amanda Chantel Bacon. Woo! Yay. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, Amanda, you are, I got this off your website, so bear with me. World-traveling chef. Glad it still works. Mama, 
sustainable lifestyle leader and passionate food educator. You also are the founder of the wonderful Moon Juice. How many people here have been to Moon Juice? Yeah, see? <laughs> Beautiful. So LA staple. LA staple, exactly. So what brought Moon Juice to us? Like, where did that inspiration come from? What was your why in creating it? Thinking about the people that are listening that might not be in this room right now, because we will release this episode, or like <laughs> people are like, what's Moon Juice? Um, you know, I actually, I, I actually feel like I was the first employee to Moon Juice. I think Moon Juice is something that just wanted to come down onto the planet. And I happened to be awake really early one day <laughs> and like dressed and ready for work and heard the call and said, okay, I'll do it. Um, and I haven't stopped ever since. But it really, you know, the trajectory, the phenomena of a lot of it, the emotional reaction people have to it, the way that it's actually, I mean, the way that the whole thing is unfolded is supernatural. <laughs> um, I heard the call. It's its own entity, really. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. You're just living up there and you pulled it down. <coughs> I, I didn't even pull it down. It was like I didn't, I didn't, you know, there was a week when I didn't have a job. <laughs> really what were you doing beforehand? I worked in fine dining for a while. So I was a chef. I also worked at the LA Times. What was it called? Los Angeles Mag Food Ma I don't know, Magazine. But I was a food and wine editor. So doing journalism, doing food styling, but really working in fine dining kitchens. Um, and I had opened a restaurant, and it didn't work out with those partners. And I walked out, and I said, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything until I really get the call of what I'm meant to do. So I was prepared to go, you know backpacking through Peru and, you know, probably wind up living in Paris and go on this whole journey. And, you know, I think it was like five days later. I didn't even make it to Mexico. <laughs> 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 and moon juice came tumbling in. And how many years ago was that? That was almost seven years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now you have three locations, a really fantastic product line, and a new book, which is so incredible. We. Oui. It's for sale today, whatever. Yeah, you guys can get it here. Um, I want to ask you one thing that stands out with us, aside from the juice and you, the shop, is these dusts. And I feel like I'm seeing them everywhere. They're not only being written about in wellness publications, but also kind of like streaming into the fashion magazines. And it's kind of like this must-have for any conscious individual. So please shed some light on these things because I, I personally enjoy very much. Them. Yeah, well, they work. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing is that they, they have this traction with them because they actually work. And so I think that's been probably the whole story of Moon Juice is that people feel really drawn to it and keep coming and because it works. And so anything we put out is um, the most pristine and potent source. And my attitude has always been, you know, we have a very fair margin. It's on the lower end of what any business would put as a margin. And it's, you know, enough to keep the lights on and keep it going. Um, but the thought has always been quality and um, really setting up a practice for people to repeat daily. Um, and that was the model with the stores. And it's the same with the dust. So the dust really comes from... I just want to pause for a second. So yeah. there's the brain dust, the beauty dust, and the sex dust. Spirit dust. And spirit dust. And dream dust and power dust. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got you covered. Yeah. Has anyone here <laughs> Got tried... Got you cornered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has anyone here tried the dusts? Yes. yes. Beautiful. With the moon juice We have here. dust here for you today. And we've locked the doors. <laughs> <laughs> so the first we time we met her. And the ship is leaving the port. <laughs> first time we met her, she sat down. She's like, I'm high on sex dust. It was like very palpable and incredible. <laughs> like, I know I was very high. We yeah. should probably have some sex dust now. Let's get some. <laughs> Bartenders in the back. Um, what, about, what about the dust gives you that high feeling, that euphoric feeling and... So this particular formula, I mean, the dust were really born from this crazy place of 
I'd gone into plant-based foods, I'd gone into juicing, I'd gone into cleansing, I'd gone into meditation, I'd done all these things and really reached a pretty decent place within myself and my body and you know, transcended a lot of weirdness that I had previously experienced. And it was like, oh, this is feeling really good and I plateaued. And um, I thought, what can I do to like really amp it up? and get really high. And so I started playing with these <laughs> herbs. Same. I mean, <laughs> that was also matched with um, an autoimmune condition that I have that Western uh, doctors diagnosed. But, you know, it was like, uh, okay, apparently I have this life-threatening issue slash I'm sober and I really like to get high. <laughs> um, and so the herbs really served both both purposes. So I was kind of, you know, it was like a crazy bag lady that was forever going out to bars and to dinners and to people's homes with like 19 different bags of earth-colored dust <laughs> that, you know, I'd mix up and the Sharpie would rub off. And so who knew what was in the bag anymore, the 19, and then they'd all like spill together. And I'd be like licking a oh finger my God, and like sticking it in my bag and like, <laughs> you know, trying to, trying to make a drink and being like, that's definitely cacao and it's reishi all of a sudden. And, you know, so there was a lot of going on. But that was really intriguing to people. So I'd gotten to a place that I was feeling so good on these super herbs and so lit, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe what was happening to my life, like inside and outside. And all of a sudden I was just like living this almost psychedelic. It was like having the psychedelic experience, um, like a real opening and awakening and experiencing energy running through me that I hadn't since I was probably four. Um, so as I watched people become more and more intrigued and I'd go out to dinners and bars and I'd be like, well, maybe I don't want this glass of wine. I, what, do, what are you having? What is that? Um, and it was something that I just really wanted to share, which is like everything that comes out of Moon Juice is something that is so fucking awesome and has changed me so profoundly that I have to share it. So cool that you have a business that you can be a poster child for in such an authentic way. It w I think it's what really draws us to it is that you're like, this is what works. This is what's awesome. Probably wouldn't show out. up to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. If only I'd be we backpacking all, yeah. in Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, <laughs> so people want to use the dust. What's like an appropriate prescription and how do we use them? Like for the sex dust thing, I thought, oh, it's just for sex stuff, but it's actually no. not. Let me tell you my last experience also, I, don't know I what just sex had on the sex means. dust. Okay. Well, so it's great. It's great for the bedroom, but use it inside the bedroom, outside of the bedroom. I use most of my sex dust outside of the bedroom. For example, I had 17 minutes to get here from a canyon right next to the ocean. <laughs> I did not know how that was going to happen. I was feeling really guilty. I was thinking of like the room of you guys just sitting here like an, like an empty chair. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm stuck in traffic. Um, so I had three doses of sex dust, oh. threw on some Sister Nancy, and just whipped it so hard on Sunset over here. <laughs> so that's one way to use sex dust. I thought you were going to say you put it in your gas tank and just... <laughs> Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and you can use it for your car. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you know what? I use it. So sexual energy is, is potential. Creative energy. Right? It's creative energy. It's life force energy. Um, we sell a lot <laughs> more of it, calling it sex dust right. than um, life force dust, <laughs> creative potential dust, right? but they Sex are all cells, in one the same. Right? This does have the added benefit of, um, you know, like really helping one get a boner in 20 minutes. So that's, that's real. That's happening. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the dust for you. Um, but, you know, keep that boner for yourself. Share it with someone. If you do keep it for yourself, <laughs> you can make it from the ocean to Hollywood in 17 minutes or get up and work seven days a week. 
I hate imagining guys rushing here in traffic with boners. I, I really don't like that image. I think I think the boner though transcends into just like okay. you know the force that moves traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way! I have a boner. Uh, fuck. Uh, okay, and then give us some more dust dust uses. Like the brain dust is more of like a natural Adderall type situation. Well, it's not going to be speedy like that. The nice thing about all of these blends is they're adaptogenic. Okay. In their nature. So, you know. I feel know, like I'm a little confused on what adaptogenic yeah. is. Yeah. So, to in very, very simple terms, adaptogens are herbs that are classified as things that are non-stimulant. Okay. But they're going to be energizing if you need energy. They're also going to be really grounding if you're tweaked out and you're someone that can't sleep. So an adaptogen really goes into the body and starts to address your body specifically and your needs specifically. Um, they work really well with the endocrine system. So, you know, in the West, when we think of energy and power, we think of force and like a forceful force and a caffeination and I wanna get hopped up in 20 minutes. And there's always a price for that. And I'm not saying don't drink coffee, but... Like it drains your adrenals, et cetera? It drains your adrenals. It really, it starts to chip away at your energy reserves. Um, with adaptogens, you're hopping onto a new system. So it's an energetic system, but it's like that deep water energy that's sustainable. Um, and it's an interesting, again, I'm not saying give up your coffee, because these guys go really well blended into a coffee, especially someone who does a bulletproof coffee regime. This is like a really easy thing to throw in. But it's also, I always, I always tell people, if you're looking to get off caffeine, or you know maybe experiment with a month of no caffeine, try doing two, two bumps of a dust <laughs> or an adaptogen a day instead. Hot water, nut milk. It's, it's incredible what I, it does. I, upon your advice, I had purchased spirit dust, but was like, this is the special, precious, once in a while thing that I hit from my cupboard. And then you're like, try it every day. Just do it every day till you run out. And I did. And I, it was the spirit dust, and I felt, yeah, it was like this Spiritualized. Clean, yes. <laughs> yes. And it also <laughs> was like this clean energy that didn't feel tweaky or caffeine -y. It just felt like, uplifted. That's the best way I can describe it. Everyone asks, like, how can you explain how you felt? I really wasn't good at explaining it, but it, there's something in it that just felt awesome. Do you does feel it like, like build in your system? It does. Okay. So you're gonna, you know, aside from the beauty dust, all of these things, you, you know what, and the beauty does, does have energetic properties that you will pick up in about 20 minutes. You're not gonna have, like, longer hair and supple skin in 20 minutes. Um, that really builds upon itself, and so I'd give it like a good two weeks of using it. Um, but there, you know, there's pearl and shizandra and elements in there that are going to be, you know, energizing with the shizandra, and the pearl is also a shen tonic, so that's going to be really calming. But um, you will notice the effect of these in 20 minutes. But again, it's um, it's going to be more subtle than a martini or a macchiato, yet, in the long run, perhaps more profound. What's the reaction you're getting? I've noticed they're available on Amazon, mm -hmm. so they're available anywhere, so it's like- We're global, we're yeah, global, outside right, of this <laughs> Wonderful, we're outside of this LA bubble when all of us are probably like, oh yeah, moon juice, oh yeah, dust, whatever. What's the type of reaction that you're getting on a global scale? People are really into it. There are the skeptics out there. Um, you know, I don't know, like, we run the gamut of this changed my life. Thank you. I have longer hair. Um, I just got sober three months ago. I was really depressed, and now I'm not. I mean, we get, like, really genuine stuff on there. I think I was sitting in a meeting the other week um, with our e-com guy, and he's like, you know, we just, like, uploaded the thing where you can read reviews from real customers, you know, as you're looking at the products. And he was like, and it just looks fake because they're all Amazon reviews and it's just they're everyone saying that like it works, it's amazing. And he was like, I wish we could kind of get some negative ones on there so that people would believe it. 
Um, but when people actually commit to it and make a practice and show up and use it, they have great results. And then there are the people that do not want to use it um, and have read about it in the media and perhaps seen a YouTube video of me as a chubby hairy oh man. Oh my <laughs> God, that video is ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, this is like a, it's a really easy thing to, it's a really easy thing to poke holes in and make fun of well, if you want to. Well also, because in like Western society, we are such like a quick fix society where it's like, oh, there's a pill for this, there's a pill for that. You want energy? Take this. You want to fall asleep? Take that. And it's like so immediate and I feel like it's hard for people to be patient with something like that where it doesn't give you, like you said, that immediate jolt where it kind of builds in your system over time. So it's kind of like, I think you have to kind of have a clear established system with lower expectations for the result to actually feel the higher expectations of the higher results of what you're getting over time, which is like a tough thing, tough sell, I guess. I think all it takes is a commitment to mm. try it out. Right. And I think once doing that, I haven't heard anyone say, you know what, I committed, I showed up, I did the adaptogenic thing consistently for this many days, and I'm bummed. Right. Like, no one's said that yet. Right. I want to go back to that video that you mentioned really quickly. <laughs> That's how I that? first heard of you. Can <laughs> we talked about this on our show, and mm -hmm. so just a backstory, there was an magazine article in which you talked about your daily consumption routine. Stephanie and I read it and we talked about this on the show. We were like, goals. Yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> if I owned a juice bar, we're I like, would be doing that too. I just don't because it's expensive. <laughs> so then you got like some pretty gnarly backlash, but we saw you speak at the Well and Good conference mm -hmm. uh, shortly after that and you were so lighthearted and graceful about just you kind of like had a throwaway comment about haters. And it made me love you. <laughs> Honestly, Aww. it was just like, that girl's dope. Like, that was so uncalled for, that backlash, and so weird how the internet can some kind of, sometimes just latch onto one thing, and it's like, what, it seems to come out of nowhere. And you handled it with such grace, and that's just really admirable. So, that's awesome. I think any attention when it comes to, like, the mission is great. <laughs> you know yeah and I'm, I'm not shy about it because I'm not I'm not out there so like trying to push my movie or like my bikini line or, or like even my donut shop like I'm really an advocate for these plants and what they can do and um, what they did for me you know I'm, I'm a far cry from who I was 15 years ago and you know I really look at the practice of the plants and all the people along the way that helped me. Um, so any attention is very welcome attention. And that day, you know, the blessing of that was that, um, you know, like our site almost crashed. We, the, the number of hits that came in, <laughs> and I'm gonna assume that, you know, more than 75% of those hits were people looking for dirt, they were you know, following what seemed like maybe a, a negative thought form and, and a trail of curiosity, maybe negative. When you get to my site, you just get hit with knowledge and when you can see when people click in and they get beyond the homepage. And so then they actually start meeting the education and the excitement and the passion behind it. And if even 2% of that traffic converted into somebody that learned something and got excited and maybe tried something or maybe went to their hometown juice bar. I, I don't know, something. Like, how great is that? Such a good attitude, I love it. I love that. So, um, you have a book that just came out. I do. The Mazel Moon Juice Tuff. Cookbook. And talk to us about what's going on with the book. What are you, what are you trying to share about <laughs> in the book? <laughs> I'm just trying to give going away. On. Every every freaking recipe cosmic alchemy we have ever made body. for thirty dollars. Come buy my book. <laughs> Open your own damn moon juice. <laughs> um, it's it's part one. There's a, there's another one, you know, on its on its way. But this is really just a culmination of the last five years at Moon Juice. Although I've been working on the book for two years. 
beautiful. Okay. And um, there's a lot of alternatives to throughout the book. There's like to milks and you know common things. One alternative that Steph and I are always looking for is that we like you don't want to give up gluten, mm -hmm. even though everywhere we look, it's like you're gonna have brain damage if you eat this. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Your microbiome will suffer. All the studies are so anti. Well, are you suffering though? I mean, I'm that's two my weeks question. off. And I feel great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, did you feel like you were suffering before? Yeah. Okay. I did felt you? I felt like tired, and I felt like my body was like just kind of clogged up a little bit. But <laughs> when I was eating it, I was like in bliss. So nice. And then like two seconds later, I was like, I want to die. Okay. A lot like life, all the time. <laughs> bliss That's a different to death. show. Yeah. <laughs> it's very tantric of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, gluten. Like, what's a what are our are alternative you, do you choices? Gluten? No, I don't eat this gluten. This lady does not I, you know eat what? gluten. I stand corrected. Once in a while, I eat gluten, and I'm in bliss. In Janie saw me one. do it. Janie and I had a meeting in New York <laughs> with the woman who was um, in from China, and I had been on like an eight day crazy pant press, book, tour, nonstop, like just wildness. I don't think I, I just like hadn't eaten. I was late for my airplane already. We're like trying to like get down on a Chinese business deal <laughs> in this restaurant. I got, I had to get on the plane. I haven't packed. And there was this steaming basket of bread Ugh. that they had baked with kombucha. Like what were they baking it with? Oh, beer. I was trying, maybe, you know, I was like trying to write a better story in my head. <laughs> I just had to try the kombucha loaf. <laughs> okay, beer. Yeah. It was a steaming thing of beer bread. Uh, and I ripped that thing open with my hands. Oh, I had also been on um, two dates. I had been on an evening. I was like speed dating in like a really fucking crazy work week. And had to get on that airplane. I had to like pick my kid up off the airplane. So I had been on an evening date and then I got up way too early with just like no sleep and went on a morning blind date <laughs> and went to the Chinese meeting and a broke into the- A morning date? Yeah, morning Ugh, date. What? Why? <laughs> no, speed dating. Sick. <laughs> Mama works hard. I've only got like small windows. <laughs> oh my God. Natalie, my assistant, helps me like book the dates. <laughs> Anyway, I had bread. I had gluten. I had gluten with incredible butter. It was so good. I ate it so fast. And then I had to get up from the table and like run. <laughs> run to the airplane and I felt like shit. But run to the airplane. I thought you were saying the bathroom. But no, okay. no, 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 no. No. Okay. No. It doesn't, bread go down doesn't for move me like through that. you quickly. What am I talking <laughs> no, about? No, no, no. It's like three weeks later, <laughs> you're like passing that bread. Um but so I, so I do do that sometimes. Um, not usually in such manic panic ways. It's usually for like art and entertainment. Right. Um, but one of the things I really try to get across in the book is um, I really like sold my editor on this book. That, like it's not going to be a recipe book. There aren't really going to be recipes. This is all about foundation and education and teaching people how to make their own foods and how to heal themselves. And then we wound up with a book with 75 recipes <laughs> after cutting many of them. Well, you can't really call it a cookbook without recipes. I mean, I was going to try. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there's just a lot of foundational information in here. And I think that's the thing is getting the education. Mm -hmm. Because when you have the education to nourish the body and to heal the body, you then get to start having more of an adventure. So for part of my healing process was there are all these foods that I couldn't have, but I really enjoyed them. And I, I didn't, I just didn't have the foundation to bounce around. And so I'd go on like the wine, gluten, coffee, ice cream, white sugar, just like bread and white sugar and Fail. wine and coffee. I'm familiar. Yeah, yes. and I would just go down, and then I would start to have these feelings like, 
it's all over for me now because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. And I'm already like anxious and like screaming at people at work and like my quality of sleep really sucks and like I have another pimple and life is really weird and I'm just, I need to like keep going down this path. I'm going to do it hard. And I couldn't pull myself <laughs> off and I didn't even know like how to pull myself off and what to do and like where I should go. And this was before the days of juice bars everywhere and like wellness blogs. Um, so I think that once you have the education and once you really start to tap into your body's own systems and you start to understand the gut and what you can keep at home to really feed the gut and um, you know foods that are gonna help take inflammation down and when to cut out sugar and some little tricks to do that, then you don't, you know, you're not in this like bipolar hell. I love what you're saying because I think that a lot of us are like, okay, I got to cut bread, I got to cut dairy because it's like bad for me. And then we go into this area of like neglecting in, mm -hmm. and struggle and it becomes like um, a rule or a law that you put on yourself. And then of course, like we're human. So as soon as you say you can't have something, it makes you want it. But you're talking about doing it for a good reason, like understanding, giving the people the tools to understand why they're not having it so they don't feel like they're missing out on something. So it's more of an empowered choice instead of coming from a place of lack. Yeah, and once you have the tools and you understand what's happening in yeah. your body and why you're gonna feel certain ways and then ways that you can really easily and really quickly help yourself, mm -hmm. there's not the confusion. And I feel like with anything in life, once there's the breakdown of communication and the confusion and the fear sets in, it gets really weird really fast. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then it's just like, you know, think about that last relationship you had where like you didn't really know what was going on and what's the other person thinking and how do I connect? And now it's just like, it's too bad. And, um, you know, relationship with food and health can also feel very much that way where you just want to like give up on the whole thing and like, fuck it. Yeah. So, good portion of this book is really educating that communication loop within yourself and making you feel at ease and empowered and okay. And it's okay to like eat a loaf of bread <laughs> in a weird meeting when you haven't slept. There are ways to get you right back on board. So um, your company's called Moon Juice. As we yes. mentioned, this is we're in the midst of a super moon yes. that comes around once every 65 years. I believe the next one's in 2034. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any full moon rituals? Yeah, you know what? I, um, my, my days of like bonfires and witchery in the woods has really been tapered down into what the working woman can do when her kid is asleep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and like lots of emails. So I actually have a bedroom that has glass windows all around um, and I live in a canyon. And so my I have my bed, I've pushed it into the corner of the room, which is, so the Feng Shui guy, when he came and like we pushed it together, I was really happy about the moonlight that was gonna be coming. He told me it would give me sexy librarian energy. It had a Chinese a name. Why And he translated it to, you will have sexy librarian energy. Just wait and see. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's been a year. I'm still, like, waiting to see. <laughs> With my Keep bed pushed posted, in the corner. Please. I'm very interested um, in that. I feel like just get a pair of glasses and you'll have that covered. I know. You, wanna, you, you did just come out yeah. with a book. Yeah. I'll put your glasses Here. on. <laughs> Is it happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you actually look like Matilda in those glasses, like a adorable child. But sexy Matilda. I don't Matilda. think those are, no. <laughs> sexy, sexy Matilda, we should never repeat that. <laughs> so I just, I, I, lay, I lay in the moonlight. It's incredible. And it's a really simple thing to do, but um, covers off, clothes off, let that moonlight come down. I, um, I was describing it to someone the other day. I was like, you know that thing where you just don't sleep when the moon is actually shining on you? So if you can push your bed under the window somehow or like camp out in the living room, to sleep with the moonlight on you is incredible. And you don't quite sleep and it's almost like 
laying in bed with a new lover where everyone's pretending to sleep. And, you, and you're like kind of happy, but no one's really sleeping. <laughs> you're like That's happy, feels but then like. you wake up and you want to go home and take a nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> um, you also had your yoni egg. What happened to it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, man. So I had my yoni egg, and I was um, going to wash it in the sink with soap and hot water and left it there and, like, ran to a kindergarten drop-off in the morning or something, some, like, you know, single mom syndrome where you leave your yoni egg in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Has your daughter ever asked you what it is? My son? Your son, sorry. Um, no, because there are, like, crystals all right. over the place. Right. It's just another crystal. Sure. <laughs> Um, so I left it in the <laughs> sink and this is a special crystal that mommy puts inside of her. Don't touch it. <laughs> um, and it wound up in the garbage disposal and I don't know how it rolled down there. So I turned it on later in the day and there was just like a big clattering and it was like, and I just like knew that was my egg uh. and, um, turned it off and took it out. And so it has stainless steel, like scratches on it yoni egg yeah and i yeah. you know if there's if there's one thing i know you don't, you do don't want to put that in well looking forward to you getting another one me too i yeah. think i'm going for rose quartz this time <laughs> that's what yeah. i originally wanted but then the people were like it only comes only in jade. jade and i was like what yeah i know where i all right i got right. you girl I'm going to have to put two up there. It's so going to be a whole thing. Amanda, you are such a wealth of knowledge. We wanted to, and also we want to honor Stephanie, Sally, Jesse, Raphael dreams. Yes. So um, if we'd like to open up some questions to the audience. And we have to those we have who text us for you, too. Yeah. We have incentive-based questions. If you have a question. So does anybody have a question? Ryan Weiss. This is our last Soho House Live guest over here, Ryan Weiss. Hi, Hi. Ryan. Hi. Hi. Okay, I want to talk about coffee. Because okay. I'm curious, are you just being nice, saying it's fine to like have that one cup of Like, Do you drink coffee? What's the real on coffee? Yeah. I think the Great real question. on coffee is how you feel. How do you feel? Fine. But I, I get concerned about like what it's doing inside and the acidity and... I do the bulletproof and I put like reishi and mm -hmm. I don't know that I need it though, but I like it. Well, so try this. Um, do do your bulletproof, no coffee. So do hot water, do reishi. You're gonna get a box of sex dust. Thank you. So just put the put the sex dust in instead of coffee, and try that and do that for fourteen days and see how you feel. I recently, um, you know, I'd been drinking a lot of coffee because we opened the Melrose Place store and there was like so much sex dust latte happening and it was so good. And I would just have one and be like, wow, shit, guys, like you make a perfect latte. Can I have another one? <laughs> like, that would happen four times in a row. So, um, it kind of snuck up on me, and one day it was like, oh my God, I just feel really shitty. What happened to me? Um, and I think it was too much latte tasting. Even the Moon Dust lattes four times a day was like... Um, so it's been two months without caffeine, and I feel really great. But I'm keeping the ritual going by putting dust and ghee and almond milk and coconut milk and just getting all of that in. You feel good about the like tablespoon of ghee and the tablespoon. I feel great of about that. Okay. <laughs> I heard you speak at Summit at Sea last year, and I think you said to like put it on your face. You can put it on your face. You can. Yeah. You can. <laughs> you can put it where you want it. <laughs> That's a great question, Ryan. Thank you. Who Anybody else? else? Oh, Nicole. Hi. Hey. Long time listener, first time caller. Hi. Hey. Hi. So I have a wild addiction to sugar. Oh my God, I did too. I know you mentioned it, but like that four o'clock crash, I am like working from home, looking for chocolate in my cabinets, looking for any candy I can find, and I just can't seem to wean myself off of it. And I know that it's every freaking day at four o'clock. Yeah, what that is so real. By the it's way, like serious that is so real. 
and I actually had a sugar addiction, and like nobody cared. You're like living in this hell. Yeah, everybody thinks you're joking and you're talking about it, and people are laughing at you. Um, but it's real, and it's a real addiction. And if you actually start to look at the brain chemistry, it's right up there with cocaine addiction and the depletion in your biochemistry that starts to happen. So it's really real. I've been there. I have to say that me having that day where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a really freaky, grim story if we have time. Um, I had thrown all the sugar away in my house. This was probably 12 years ago. I was living in Laurel Canyon. And um, because I would eat like jelly out of the jar in the middle of the night. Nutella. Well, I could, didn't even keep Nutella in the house because I was like really trying to stop. But my roommate is normal. And so she would have like jelly for toast, honey for tea. <laughs> and I would just eat that. And like the fridge door open thing would start beeping and like the shame <laughs> and the horrification that like it was another day that I couldn't make it through without like eating sugar. So um, I got out of bed. I was like, I, I'm, th I'm going to Bristol Farms that stays open late. And I am getting um, those English Whoppers. What are they called? Ja Maltesers. Janie's English. Um, probably like the fact that it was British made me feel better about myself. <laughs> so I got them. And I had like four of them. And you know, it was going to be my day with no sugar. And then I was like, you just, you just broke the code. Like, here's another day that you couldn't go without sugar. And so I put them in the bag, and I threw them out. And I pulled my car out, and then I went right back into the grocery store, and I bought another package of them and took them home. And um, I was, I had anxiety. I felt, like, depressed. Um, my energy was super off. I was not a happy camper. And um, I couldn't make it through a day without sugar. So I know where you're coming from. And um, the book I would recommend is The Body Ecology Diet. Do you have that book? Okay, yeah. order it on Amazon right now. Um, read that book. It's going to really, really, really break down exactly what that addiction is and how to, and it's, it's radical. But you can't just white knuckle it. You can't. You, ha you have to help yourself. You have to set yourself up with tools. And she's a genius, Donna Gates. And she really walks you through it. And you won't feel so crazy. You'll realize that what you're experiencing is real. There's also, um, I can walk you through when we're done. But there's a bunch of recipes in here that I created in, in the like post-Malteser period of my life. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Behind you, there's one. Anybody? Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, so for the people that have not had the wonderful opportunity to read your book, um, could you tell us about, or an article, the, the your diet, uh, would you tell us about that? To talk about, like, what, uh, like, what? What, what the diet is. Well, yeah. it's different every day, um, and depending on what kind of performance I need to be doing. Sometimes I run my body like a machine. Like right now I'm in machine mode, which is I've been to New York and then I'm here and, and there's press stuff and there's book stuff and we're in the middle of a Series B financial round and there's business growth stuff happening and my kid and then I got to get on an airplane and go to New York and London. So when I'm in that place, I really do just go um, machine on it which includes a lot of adaptogens, a lot of juices, a lot of protein shakes, seeds, nuts. Like, I, I don't go for the joy and the... I mean, it's, not, it's pleasurable, but I'm focusing on that. Outside of that, I look at my diet as, you know, sometimes it can be more indulgent, depending on what kind of time and space I have to digest and to cook and to enjoy and all of that. But I try to focus on um, eating foods that are alkalizing, and eating foods that are going to contain healthy fats. Healthy fats are a big part of my diet. Um, I like to focus on that for hormone production, especially because I really struggle with um, endocrine disorders. So um, one of the ways that I radically healed my body was getting daily good fat. 
And when you have that fat, it's feeding your brain and it's feeding all of the healthy hormones in your body and those hormones really control everything. So alkalizing foods and good healthy fats, um, definitely getting adaptogens into my body somehow every day, usually in like smoothie or tonic form, um, mineralizing foods. And do you do this when you're traveling? Because, I, I mean, that's amazing, but do you, would, will you pack lunches for yourself, like to, to sort of keep this incredible diet up, but, uh, you know, when you're, when you're on the yeah, road? Yeah, when you're traveling. I mean, these guys were, we were just all in New York, kind of on the road doing it. So when traveling, I rely heavy on the adaptogens. So I'll just, I'll like make up a big, and you guys can do this, you just make up a big baggie of protein and maca and reishi and cordyceps and pearl and cacao and you throw it all together and you get like a really tacky blender bottle from a really like horrible bodybuilding store or Amazon or something. And you travel around with that and everywhere you go in the world, they're gonna have water. So you can put that in, and that's a great way to do it. I'll do it once or twice a day when I'm traveling, but it's a way that I ensure I'm getting 25 grams of protein, or sometimes I'll do a double, and it's like you're getting almost 50 grams of bioavailable plant protein. You're getting a bunch of adaptogens. You're getting maca that's going to energize you and really help the endocrine system. You're getting pearl, which has all of the minerals. So I just like make up crazy mixes like that. And then, and then you play outside of that. But I find the most helpful thing when traveling is just set yourself up with that thing that you're going to drink once or twice a day. Thank Great. you so much. Yeah. That's awesome. We have time for one more. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Um, hi, I'm Maisie. Can I ask you a two-parter? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first one is uh, in Los Angeles in particular because we have the drought here. Mm -hmm. Do you make any adjustments to the foods that you eat to be conscious of that? Like I know that almond milk is kind of problematic because there's so much water involved. Like have you made any adjustments to like what you eat or what you don't just to be conscious of that? I have actually, it's funny that you say that, but I actually have been going for our coconut milk more. I mean, personally, that's what I'm doing. We still sell almond milk. Um, we work with an organic farmer who hand delivers the almonds to us. Um, whenever we've looked at going larger scale on our almond milk, um, we have been in talks with... Um, bee and drought-friendly almond producers. So there are people in California that um, are really looking at how to make that a better practice. And Whole Foods is somebody who's really a champion for that and wanting to put producers and suppliers together for that. I haven't washed my car in a really long time either. Never have I. <laughs> and then so like, you know, I take a sip of almond milk and then like I don't wash my car for a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second question, uh, just in light of everything that's going on, as a woman, mm -hmm. do you have any advice for other women in like the workspace that are trying to carve out um, a space for themselves? Just in light of everything, do you have any like words of encouragement or advice on how to make room as a woman? Make room in your own life to go out and do something? Uh, yeah, I think in the world, like on you know, a greater scale, just because it seems like there's a lot of people that are trying to put us down. Well, I've never felt more positive or hopeful about women in the work world and in the world in general. Um, I feel like I meet incredible women every day and I see incredible female entrepreneurs really, really running things. Um, I have to say that I sit with males quite often um, and I'm talking about billionaires in their 50s and 60s that um, I'm going to talk to about capital or um, they run large companies or they're working in corporate America and want to know what's happening in the wellness space and how their very large company would stay relevant. And I have to say that I'm met with nothing but 
respect, really, from these men. Um, so I know that there's a news story happening, and that can't be ignored. But at the same time, I think there's real victory and triumph that is occurring every day. And um, there's only going to be more of that, you know? So I think we just, the best thing we can do right now is to stay strong and to show up and to show up for one another um, and to really have, have faith in your, in your achievements and in your capability and in your intellect. And I think really when you walk in that, anybody with common sense is gonna recognize that. And um, I've not found that it's gotten in my way ever. You know, and one of the things in business, especially when walking into a room with men in suits that, you know, have a 30-year career, and I'm like waltzing in in like a tank top and like some white jeans, is um, I've never, I've never tried to go masculine. And um, I think the thing that has been most helpful for me in business is I haven't ever really thought about how should I be acting right now. Um, as long as I can show up and bring the fire and bring the heat and bring the information to the table, um, there's always respect for that. And it hasn't ever required me to dress a certain way. It hasn't required me to speak a certain way. It certainly hasn't required me to ever mask any of my feminine sensitivities or vulnerabilities or sweetness. Um, I, I just, I haven't played it any other way. And I think that, that that's a new place in business. My mom was in business and um, she always talked about, you know, like how tough she'd have to get in the 70s and the 80s to be taken seriously in a room. And I don't think we're there anymore. I think women can be women and simple and natural and effective. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you guys Maisie. for your questions. Thank you. Twitter friends. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. That's beautiful. Okay, Stay up here with us while we do We just have one small little part left. It's time for R&T. Those stems and leaves. It's time for R&T. Those stems and leaves. Who's down with R&T? The T is starling Elizabeth and Steph are gonna tell us how they're feeling now. You guys know what time it is? Time for Roses and Thorns. Yes. So awesome. So uh, this is our little point of the show where we go through our rose, which is our high, and our thorn, which is the low. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to keep it rosy because we all know what's thorny right now, and I just want to focus on the positive stuff. Um, so I'll kick it off. I have two roses. The first one is I went on a cleanse last week. I did. I'm actually curious girl. to hear yeah. your thoughts on this. It was um, bentonite clay and psyllium husk with just like totally natural foods. If you guys don't know, psyllium husk literally tastes like wood chips. I've fallen in love with it's pooping disgusting. again and it's wonderful. Um, and I felt really good, but I've, I had like no sugar of any kind, obviously. And then on like the eighth night, because I was only gonna do it for seven days. And then I was like, actually, I kind of feel really good. I'm just gonna keep doing it for a little while. Um, even though I know there's conflicting information on the clay, That's which, it. curious. I, th I think you're fine. Really? I'm just, I, my only concern was like, is it going to strip like all my intestines of like the good bacteria? I think, you're, are you taking a probiotic? Yeah. I would add a probiotic yes. to the mix. Perfect segue because my rose is the probiotic from Sakara Life, the chocolate. Have you had that? Yes. Oh my God, good. it's so good. For people who are like looking for a sugar fix, but also something that's like really good for you. Wait, but I thought you had a cleanse with no sugar. Sorry. No, I'm no, it was the like eighth day. some holes in your story. It was the eighth day of the <laughs> cleanse. So I already had seven days, but after the seven days, I didn't want to just like put chocolate in my body. Like I wasn't feeling like I wanted to just in put like sugar and cocoa and all that shit. So I ate the probiotic chocolate and it was like the perfect solution 
to what I was looking for. And I was like, look, I'm having something that's good for me and delicious. And it's just rose, you know? I want all my foods to be delicious and functional at the same time. Call back. Don't poke holes in my story, lady. <laughs> look, I didn't... <laughs> Seven days of Claire, right? I can have some fucking probiotic chocolate. <laughs> and then... Um, you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, yes, I feel like there's the collective thorn, but I will say, just to sum it all up, I was reading an Associated Press article yesterday, and in one sentence, it said, President-elect and revenge tweet. <laughs> and my heart was on the floor. But that being said, I, um, I found a new coping mechanism, and that would be online shopping late night, but then just doing and doing it for like a considerable amount of time. Like I'm talking like two and a half hours. Jesus. And then, <laughs> and then, and then abandon cart. So it was like all the work and, and no stress on the wallet. And it was, it was like, oh, I kind of feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So sad. So sad, but it really that's, worked. That's my thorn. <laughs> and then also like a thorny stem. I'm not sure. And also going a little political, but I feel like we have to. The marijuana law being passed. Like, have you guys read like the breakdown of this? It's like a little dicey. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, yeah Heidi. Um, so, <sighs> I don't know. Let's all just, like, I think takeaway STEM of all time is, like, let's all educate ourselves a yeah. little bit more. There's been, like, a major wake-up call. And, like, hi, we're here. Education, 2020. <laughs> uh, I also have another rose. Today I volunteered um, for this group called Young Storytellers, and it was, like, I read plays of fifth graders and we performed them in front of them, and it was the most fun thing that I've the done in so long. Wrote them. They wrote the plays, and then their whole class came in and watched us like act out the plays. And I haven't like given back in any way in so long. And uh, <laughs> I just want to recommend that because it felt so amazing to be there totally for somebody else and for something else, and just like having fun and playing with no stakes and. God, I, it was so cute. I kept shaking their hands and being like, it's a pleasure to work with you. I can't. <laughs> 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 looking, looking forward to seeing what we create together. And they were just the most professional 10-year-olds I've ever met in my life. So it's my real rose. Do you have anything? God, I wasn't prepared. Oh, um, we should have asked. We but it's also that. rosy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, my rose was, was having this like pre-supermoon um, male appreciation, and um, <laughs> yeah, I love the way you phrase things. Yeah, you took no. a lover. No, not even. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or not? That's not my rose that I'm bringing to the table. Um, no, in in this climate that we're in right now, what really came through for me on Sunday, I had uh, a friend of mine sent me four books that he's made, Brandon Boyd beautiful books. He sent all of his books to me and I like really sat down and um, looked at those and I was just really struck with like his poetry and um, how beautiful and his soul coming through. And then another friend of mine, Gregory, put out this album, Hoops. If you guys should really listen to it. He made albums with Devendra when he's gone solo. And I was listening to that and like the depth, I mean I had like goosebumps listening to it. And those, both those things arrived on the same day I just looked around and I saw my friends and their husbands and the way their husbands were just like so devoted. And I, I just had this whole full male appreciation that in the face of, you know, like the strife and the struggle and like the really weird males out there and like the females feeling angry. And she's like the whole thing. I don't know. I just got this like really sweet Sunday male love and it like took over two hours of the day. I was just like brought to tears with how much I love men. I Good really, men. really love it's that. Important. It's really yeah. important to remember there that. There are beautiful men out there. Yeah. And, like, you know, they kind of get all this stuff of, like, their species and their lineage dumped on them, but there are beautiful men out there. It's not their fault. No, they're with us. Yeah. They're beautiful. I really well, love that. Love that. Hey, speaking of beautiful men, yeah. should we invite Sean on stage to play another yeah, song? Yeah, I just want to say one more <laughs> thing. I want to thank, before we go, I want to close out with Sean. 
But thank you all so much from the bottom of our hearts yeah, for thank being you so here. Thank you. thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Thank You're you such guys. a delight thank and an you. inspiration. Thank you. And just so you guys know, we're all in LA. Steph and I produce a comedy show at No Name every other Monday. It is next Monday, the 21st. And if you this guys Monday. like stand-up comedy and not much to do with wellness, but you enjoy Uber jokes, come on by. Hey, hey come on. <laughs> <laughs> Transitioning into spiritual humor, guys. We're gonna. Um, <laughs> so thank you all, and take it away, Sean. Woohoo! Check. Hey, all right. Uh, song called Dreaming. Together, like we were something more. And it felt like maybe we could last forever. Forever. But you let them to our hideout, forced the way inside. Now they want us to surrender, us to surrender. But I could go all night right here between their crossfire. We'll send them up a message. I send the message, we're saying, give it up, give it up. We've got no place to go, caught up in the rodeo. Oh no, please, God, tell me we're dreaming. We've got nowhere to run, they've all got loaded guns. Oh no, please, God, tell me we're dreaming.